Hey, if you are a basketball trainer and you have dreams and hopes of doing this full time, growing your business or just improving and learning more about the business side of things, I would really appreciate if you went over to our free Facebook group. If you type in the Basketball Trainer Mastermind, you will find our free Facebook group full of basketball trainers giving away free wisdom and having really intellectual and edifying conversations around how to grow our basketball trainers and ultimately show up better for our trainees, our customers, and our partners. So do me a favor, go to Facebook, go to the Basketball Trainer Mastermind, search for that group, and I will see you inside. Send a request to join, answer the two questions that we ask, and I'll catch you guys on the inside. I had a conversation with Ryan Rizuki, R2B-Ball, I think that's his handle, the other day, and we were talking about software programs, a 10, 15-minute call turned into a 25, 30-minute call. I have an interview with him on the podcast that's pretty fire, honestly. If you're a basketball trainer, especially a young basketball trainer, and want to see and know how he's blown up the way he has, he talks about it on that episode. I don't know which episode number it is, but go find it, go check it out. And what we were talking about made me think, uh, think about the setups that I've seen that basketball trainers have. One setup is the boutique style. J-Law talks about this. Jordan Lawley talked about this in his trainer's guide to success. He talked about the boutique setup and he talked about the box gym setup where box gym, meaning you have high number of clients, high quantity, and a lower price point. Boutique, you think higher price point, lower quantity. And definitely Ryan has more of a, a box gym or boot camp setup, in my opinion, even though he only has maybe 10 to 12 athletes in each of his sessions, he has a setup that I really do like. Now, I won't tell his prices. You can go online to look at Ryan's prices. I will say, uh, he has well over 175 active members that he has great retention with. And what I really do like about his setup is that, one, he has help. He has trainers who are helping him on a daily basis. Two, his prices are relatively low, especially if you think about California. His prices are, man, for that area, very cheap. And the quality of training is really high as well. So I like that he has that setup, and I like the fact that even though if parents would want Ryan instead of his other trainers, which I'm confident his other trainers are solid too, otherwise he wouldn't be teaming up with them. They wouldn't be teaming up with him either. The quality of training is still high, and Ryan has helped to train those athletes, and they're paying a low price point. Like, it seems like a win-win all across the board, and Ryan's retention is crazy. It's asinine, so people rarely, if ever, if ever leave. The challenges to that are the administrative pieces. When somebody can't come to a class, they want to make up a session, you have all these questions and uh, tickets, customer support tickets that are fulfilled or admin tasks that need to be done, and you can, yeah, you can hire out for that. It's a cost to hire out for it but that's that's the challenge not saying that with the boutique style you don't have that challenge as well or have 
higher uh, volume, have a high volume of customer support that's needed. But for sure, with over 175 customers, you definitely will have a lot of questions, possibly have a lot of questions if your setup is not streamlined and somewhat automated, which that's another topic. Man, I've heard, I've talked to some people who, that's the thing with this basketball training industry. You don't know if numbers are correct. You don't see a scoreboard. You don't know if somebody's lying about their gross revenue, how much they net, how much, how many trainees they have. You can bet it, but who really wants to do that? I've heard trainers, I've talked to trainers who, who said they have more than 300 trainees coming to train with them on a weekly basis, not new, but 300 trainees in general, and they make hundreds of thousands of dollars, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year with their business. However, they don't have much of an admin setup. They don't have any scheduling. They don't have any system that we would know of, that we would think of. They have their own system, even if it seems like there's not a system, that is their system. They have that setup. And it seems to to work for them. It seems to work for them. I just, life doesn't occur to me that way. You know, <laughs> life does not occur to me that way at all. But to each his own, to each her own. And to the point, I like the middle ground, if there is one with all of this. Having a, a fair price point that's not too high, not too low. You have a good quantity of trainees in there. And it's a low enough price point to where if you're not doing the training sessions, if you have somebody who was quality and you can pay them for it, they can attend the classes, get what they would want for their wage, and the customers, the trainees are happy as well. It just seems like an ideal setup, honestly. Now, of course, Ryan has his own gym. I think he's leasing it, but he has full rights to that gym, so he can be in there whenever he wants to, which definitely helps as well, which another topic we're going to, I keep saying we're going to eventually do this, have a conversation or a podcast around around leasing and how important it is. Because you think about it, you don't have a gym, good luck. You can't really train. You can, but you can't charge. You can, you can. I don't think it would be feasible to charge the same number, to charge the same amount that you charge when you are inside a gym as opposed to being outside. it To me, it just doesn't make sense. I don't see how you can charge the same price point. Even if it's the same training, if it's the same quality, it's the same value, no. You're paying for the air conditioning, you're paying for the experience, you're paying for actually being inside to do your training sessions and all the other amenities that come with being inside air conditioning. And uh, it just, it's just different, it is different, it's different. And I don't think you can charge the same uh, as you do. You and you, if you can and it works, you go ahead and do it for sure. I'm not discouraging anybody, but it just doesn't make sense to me to be able to charge the same amount being outside in the sun and cold and rain and whatever that you would charge in a gym. The overhead is different as well. So, uh, quick rant. All that being said, if you can find that perfect, perfect blend between quantity price and quality which they always say if you get quality you don't get the best price if you get quantity you don't get like there's always a give and take with that triangle there with that relationship there's an inverse correlation between if you pay a lot of money then you're probably going to have a lower quantity of people 
but a higher quality. And usually you can never have both. You can never have both, so to speak. Uh, but what if you could? What if you could set it up the way you had a great price point, a great quantity, so the trainer's happy because you can serve more kids in the session and you can make more during the session. The parents are happy because there's a nice less price point, a lower price point, and the quality is still there as well. So everybody wins. And then you can have your other things on top of that, like your clinics, like your camps, like your individual training sessions, which may cost more because of the demand that is there, like your and all those other services that you can come up with that you can offer as well, maybe at a higher price point. All that being said, Ryan made me think about that. Shout out to you, Ryan, if you're listening to this. Ryan made me think about that. If there is an ideal setup that you can offer, experiment with it. Go through that thought experiment. I know I am myself trying to figure out how we can make it low enough to be a no-brainer for parents but also provide a quality session still and an ideal number of trainees. It's really a game of price elasticity, meaning at what price point do the parents say, heck no, bro, like I can't afford that, or I don't think it's worth the number that you're charging, the amount that you're charging. I don't think these services are worth that amount. I'm not going to pay that. I'm going somewhere that's less expensive. What is that price elasticity? For you too, what's the price elasticity for you thinking, not nah, that's too low, can't go that low, gym cost is too high, can't pay the trainer enough, don't have enough margin left over after paying the trainer and paying the overhead, can't, whatever your logic is behind that, that, that makes me curious. It's something I'm going to think about myself and I encourage you to think about yourself for your training business. I digress. Thanks guys for listening and see you inside the group. Yo, hope that podcast gave you some value. If it did, please rate, review, and subscribe to this. It only makes the podcast better. I read every single one. And at the very least, go join our group. You'll see the link in the description of this episode. And I will catch you on the next one.